0: for your pad Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pad This episode is brought to you by Hostfully, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing. Make your own at hostfully.com pad And as a special for Get Paid For Your Pad listeners, you'll get a free guidebook consultation after you make your guidebook welcome to episode number 159 of get paid for your pad i am jasper your host and today i am with kathleen Forrest, who is an airbnb host in arlington virginia and has been since february 2017 and she's been very successful she's a super host she's already got 42 reviews And Kathleen actually reached out to me a while ago before she got into Airbnb hosting because she wanted to have some information about safety for female Airbnb hosts. Now, I told her I would find a guest, but it slipped my mind. And then she reached out to me again and she told me, well, I would be happy to be that guest to talk about safety for female Airbnb hosts now that I have some experience. So Kathleen, thank you so much for joining today. How are you doing?
1: Good morning, Jasper. Thanks so much for having me. I'm great.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's a, a subject that, of course, will be difficult for me to comment on since I'm not a female. So I'm very interested to hear what your thoughts are on this topic. But let's start with how you got started with Airbnb and your experiences so far.
1: All right. Well, as you mentioned, we're in Arlington, Virginia, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C. And we get a lot of summer interns here and people coming through. It's a very transient area. So, in the past, we have rented out our room to interns over the summer or other people coming for a very defined period of time. And most recently, last fall, we had a woman starting to stay with us a couple nights a week who lives in Philadelphia and commutes to D.C. for work. And she was just raving about the room and the location and how convenient it all was. And that's really what got me thinking, hey, you know, she's only here maybe eight nights a month. We really could be doing something with this space the rest of the time. And I had started listening to your podcast quite a while ago and had sort of been getting information from that and making mental notes of things that I would need to do, but it felt a bit overwhelming because there's so many things you can do to have a great listing and to have a great offering that it felt almost like too much. And uh, so it took me a little while to sort of get over that mental hurdle and jump in. Um, And as you mentioned, I had contacted you because one of my main concerns was safety. You know, I had been an Airbnb guest, but I had always rented Private apartments. I had never rented a room in somebody's home. So I didn't know, first of all, what the market was for that. Is that, was there even significant demand? Um, and I didn't know about the safety issue as a female host. And also, I have children in my house, and that's an important consideration for me. So that sort of launched me on this path of trying to get information and experimenting and, and figuring it out. So I'm happy to be here today to talk to people about what I learned along the way in the hopes that it will help somebody else.
0: Awesome, that's great. And so what are the precautions sort of that you have taken before you started Airbnb Hosting to improve your safety and that of your children?
1: So one of the things, you know, starting with at the very beginning with the actual listing, our listing mentions, well actually, let me back up a little bit. My very first question to you was, is it possible for women to host only other women? and actually, I never really was able to find anything that said definitively yes or no, but my understanding of the answer really is no that Airbnb is a very inclusive platform and so that that's really not an option. that's not the way it's designed to work and you know fortunately from my experience now having done this, I've hosted many men and I, I really don't feel the need to host only women now that I've actually done it. But that was sort of an initial question going in. Um, And so I was looking to build in, you know, as much safety as I could at each step. So the very first thing, obviously, that people see is your listing. Um, So the name of my listing is safe, comfortable room near our, you know, our our metro station. And I chose that wording specifically because, you know, I thought the safety issue, that's going to appeal to other women that was the audience I was initially targeting, women and couples. And, you know, and sure enough, that title has proven to be very popular. And then in the listing itself, I've also mentioned that, you know, it's a safe neighborhood and that we're ideally suited to uh, solo female travelers and couples. And I've also had a lot of people say, you know, specifically like, oh, that, put me so much at ease or, you know, my husband was worried about me traveling by myself and he saw that and felt better. So just sort of the wording that you choose can help find your audience. But that being said, I've had, you know, two men stay with me. I've had single men stay with me. I've had sort of all different iterations. But, you know, that's what I was initially targeting. And that made me feel more comfortable.
0: Now, you mentioned a very important point. And that is, before you start your Airbnb listing, it's very smart to think about who are the people that you want to host. And then when you set up your listing, you're automatically going to appeal to that particular demographic. But the second point I wanted to make is that doesn't mean that other types of travelers aren't going to book your place, right? Because like you mentioned, you're still getting, uh, you're still getting men to book your place as well. So even though you're targeting that audience, you're not excluding anyone. And by exactly. the way, you were you were absolutely right. Um, Airbnb is uh, is very uh, very strict when it comes to uh, discrimination issues. So it's, mm-hmm. we're definitely not meant to uh, to discriminate against anyone.
1: Exactly. And on your point about the niche market, that was one of those things you know that I'd heard in your podcast and I'd read in your book about finding your niche. And I think before you've started, that's an overwhelming thought. How can you figure out what your niche is? And sort of my advice there is just do it and you'll figure it out. Like you'll find who comes to you and what you're well-suited for it. Like it turns out we happen to be walking distance to Reagan National Airport. That's very convenient, but I didn't in my mind perceive that that was going to be as big a draw as it is. So we get lots of people who have a really early morning flight and so they want to be right by the airport. You know, we're also right on the metro that takes you into downtown DC. So we get tons of tourists. So those seem to be our two major draws. And I just had not perceived in advance that the airport was going to be the draw that it is. So even if you don't know your niche, when you first start, I mean, you can try it and see what works. And, but you might find that you attract something else entirely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, when I started, I had no idea that my apartment was very convenient for couples. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it. So it is
1: something you discover as you go. And that's, you know, there's a lot of that with the Airbnb hosting. You're you're tweaking things as you go and as you learn and have different experiences.
0: Absolutely. And I was looking at your profile. I've also noticed and I don't know if you did this on purpose, but I've also noticed that your picture, your profile picture is a picture of you and your husband.
1: Yes, that was deliberate. So that was about <laughs> Um so because of schedules and this and that, he is at this house About 50% of the time. And so because of that, I'm here a lot alone and I had, you know, these safety issues. So I did deliberately use a photo of us together. If you're not in a partnership, you could post a photo of you with a friend. And but I think you know, and and you fill out your profile and talk a little bit about yourself in a way that makes other people comfortable with you, and hopefully you know they'll reciprocate and share information about about them. But yeah, the choice of the photo was deliberate, and also the language that we use in some of the messages. You know, particularly when I was first starting my very first booking. You know, we've talked about I was targeting women, targeting couples. My very first booking, of course, was a single male, (laughs) and so I used you know, we language instead of I language, like we look forward to hosting you, you know, signing it, Kathy and Jim, whether or not Jim was going to be here, it just sort of puts out in the universe, okay, there's other people present, there's other people around. And that was just another little thing that I did that made me feel more comfortable because I'm, I'm conveying information there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely.
1: So, so, yeah, so we started with the listing and the and the use of the photo. Um, somebody else suggested to me, and this is not something that I have done yet, uh, but that if you really wanted to target a female audience that you might try decorating the room in a way that might appeal more or get, having features or offerings that might appeal more to women again, that's not something I've done i mine is very gender neutral and I get a lot of comments that it's that it's almost like a hotel room. It's white and clean and and very neat. So now that I have this experience, like I said, I'm not really not trying to have male guests uh, right. anymore. So that's not something I, I have done, but it's something, you know, if that is a concern of yours and you're interested, it's something uh, to consider.
0: Yeah, that's a very, uh, a very good point. I didn't think about that. And if you want to target a, a different type of audience, you could do the same thing, right? You can always uh, decorate your room to appeal to the people that you want to host, whether it's females or males or couples or certain age range or whatever it may be.
1: Exactly. And and what you're touting is the features. um, All of that is a way to help find the, the audience that you're looking for. And then as a female host, one of the biggest hurdles, you know, of course, that Airbnb encourages the use of Instant Book. And that was a very hard decision for me to make because it takes away some of the control, some of that screening control that you have as a host. Um, In the end, I did decide to use the instant booking and we've had great results. I mean, I think that was part of our initial success of getting so many people, you know, like you said, we have had a lot of reviews and we've only been up since February. When I listed this room within two days, the first two months were completely booked. So I was completely astounded by the demand. But I think, you know obviously, instant booking contributes to you getting more traffic, but it takes away some of your control as a host. And in the end, that's worked out fine for us. We have not had a single negative experience. Um, I do have the settings set so that if somebody does not have any prior reviews, then I need to approve them. And there have been instances of people that I have not approved. And I think, that it's important. I mean, obviously, we're very, you very careful not to discriminate against people, but you do need to listen to your gut. And you're inviting people into your home, and you have to think about, is this right for us? Is this right for my family? And when you get that kind of request that makes you uncomfortable, it's okay to say no. You know, I had somebody message me at 10 o'clock at night. You know, I see your room's not available tonight. I'd like to book it for tomorrow. I'm at the airport. Can I come over now and leave my suitcases? And the answer is. No, <laughs> you're not booked to stay at my place. You're not coming by my house at 10 o'clock at night, completely out of the blue, to leave luggage here. The answer was no. Um, and this person also had, you know, a cartoon character as their profile picture and whatnot. Like just everything about it to my gut said, no, this is not something that we need to do. So, you know, I will decline a request like that. And, you know, sometimes if I am not sure about something, you just dig deeper. You communicate with the guests. You know, I got a request from a young woman in Poland whose profile picture, she had no reviews, and her profile picture was extremely suggestive in a way that I thought this is not an appropriate profile picture for any social media. And so that made me uncomfortable. So, you know, I had her first name, I had from her profile where she had gone to school. And so I Googled this person and I pulled up her Instagram and saw pictures of her and her boyfriend traveling all over Europe and this and that. I'm like, okay, this is a real person who's interested in traveling and whatnot. This is not, you know, I mean, the photograph was really... Suggestive, and that had given me pause, but then, when I looked into her a little bit more, I'm like, Oh no, this is just a normal person looking to travel. you know, and she and her boyfriend ended up coming here, and they were they were great guests, but you know you have that freedom to do a little bit of digging, and if your guests you know Airbnb encourages them to tell the host, why are you traveling? You know, what brings you here? Why did you choose this listing? And if they don't choose to do that initially, you can reach out to them and say, "Hey, you know, tell me." Tell me why you're coming so that I can give you recommendations. And you just start a conversation and you get a sense of of what they're about. And, and that can also increase your comfort level.
0: Yeah, those are some really good points, really good tips. As a curiosity, did you tell your guest that she might want to change her profile picture?
1: Um, I did not. I felt like that probably was not my place, but certainly it it's not a... Uh, picture i would have chosen for myself
0: because <laughs> <laughs> she might you know she might want to know that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: but i can understand that you don't want to you also don't want to offend your guest of course yeah like your guest shows up and the first thing you say is like hey uh that profile picture of yours <laughs> it's probably yeah, not, I
1: mean, yeah, probably want to be, be
0: a little bit subtle about, about it. it
1: that's why she she chose it so <laughs> So yeah, and in the listing, another there's obviously the area of the rules, and that was something that I focused on and that I've added to and refined. You know, I heard a podcast that you did recently about a woman who had a negative experience where her apartment was trashed by guests, and how she went back and refined her rules and and requirements. And so some of the very specific rules that I had put up, um, where I talked about our quiet hours, and our quiet hours are very kid friendly. You know, we have kids and they get up in the morning. And so, if you want to, if your plan is to sleep until 11 a.m., then we're probably not the right listing for you. But we convey that in the fact that our quiet hours are 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. You know, usually people are not running around at 6 a.m., but still, that prepares people that we are a household where people are going to be getting up and getting ready for their day. I very explicitly stated, I mean, there's some things you think you don't need to state. I would say state them anyway. So, I specifically said, no illegal activities, no illegal substances. You know, we're in the United States. So I specified no firearms and no unregistered guests. So if you're coming, you know, give me the name of your second person. If there, you know, if there's two of you and you know, Hey, you make friends while you're in DC, that's great. Your friends can't come over. (laughs) So it's also a way of controlling, you know, who's coming in and who's coming out. And then another thing that I've done is I really have advertised just the room. I'm not advertising access to the entire house. And you know, my guests, obviously they're welcome to use the kitchen, and I have people come down to make coffee. Uh, you know, we had lovely Indian uh, families here, and they would make chai tea in the morning and and all of that is great, but I don't advertise like, Come hang out in our living room and come hang out in the dining room because I'm trying to convey, like, you've rented a room and this is your space and the rest of it is is pretty much our space unless, you know, you need some sort
0: of special access.
1: So that kind of limits the amount of interaction that we have.
0: Yep. That makes sense.
1: Let's see what else. So, on the, we had talked about communication earlier. One of the things, if you looked through my profile quickly, you'll notice that I have in my photos a photo of a penguin. And I also have a note at the end of my profile about penguins. And we picked this because my youngest son loves penguins. But basically, what the note says is when you contact us, you know, be sure to mention penguins or tell us a penguin joke or something like that. And so, We have, I would say about a third of people actually do that. But what that tells me is they've read the full listing. When they don't do that, I know that I need to be a little more proactive in making sure that they are aware of what we're offering, um, what the rules are, expectations, all of that, because I know that maybe they haven't really reviewed the entire profile.
0: Smart move. Host, I can't emphasize how important it is to share recommendations as things to do or eat near your listing beforehand. Your guests won't have to go through TripAdvisor, Foursquare or Yelp. They won't have to scratch their head and think about possible places right in the moment. I've been using Hostfully to create an online and printable guidebook to show my guests my favorite coffee places in Amsterdam. They use my recommendations and I'm getting fewer questions from my guests as a result. I've also included screenshots of my guidebook on my Airbnb listing as a way to differentiate my listing from others. So make your own guidebook at hostfully.com slash pad. By the way, I'm looking at your pictures. I've also noticed that you have an actual guest book where people leave us- a message. That's that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I put that in the room because I found, you know, as an Airbnb guest before, I appreciated uh, one property in particular where they left a survey in the room and I was much more frank I felt in that you know so you don't want to necessarily criticize people on the on the public platform but there were suggestions that I thought could help them improve it that I didn't want to come across as criticism so having a place that I could put something like that i really appreciate it so we had put out the guest book and it's it's been all lovely notes and in fact my youngest son the first thing he does when somebody leaves is run upstairs to see if they have left a note in the guest book so it, he really enjoys that and it's sort of a an engagement thing for him as well and other guests can see and they're also writing to you while it's fresh in their mind
0: i also love how you're providing instructions for how to ride the escalators on the metro
1: yes i consider that a public service <laughs> in dc we are very adamant about standing on the right and walking on the left on the escalator and if you are a tourist and you are standing on the left you are very likely to get uh run over <laughs> so it, it helps people feel like they're they're in the know and also d- causes them to not make enemies in the metro
0: i imagine in in the washington area there's a lot of politicians and people who work for the government who are very busy and they don't have time to stand on the elevator. Yeah, They need to like, okay. hurry up to get to a meeting.
1: Exactly. And we have so many visitors in Washington, D.C. Um, it's one of the great things about our city. People love to come here and, and visit. But if you want to stand out as being a tourist, stand on the left side of the escalator. If you want to blend in <laughs> and feel like a local, then stand on the right. Yeah.
0: I should probably provide tourists. Well, I'm not hosting in Amsterdam anymore now, but um, you know, in Amsterdam, one of the things that causes trouble sometimes is that Dutch people always bike to work. And mm-hmm. so we calculate how long it takes to bike from our house to work because we want to sleep as long as possible. So of for course. example, from my house to my work, it used to be twelve minutes. And so if I have to be at work at eight, I will leave at seven forty-eight, <laughs> which means that if there's a tourist who's going really, really slow, or there's two or three of them, and they're taking up the entire width of the biking lane, that my uh you know, I'm gonna be late for work. So I've had quite a few occasions where I had to kind of yell at them and ask them to get out of the way.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sometimes on the Metro, I'll see people, I say, oh, are you visiting Washington? And they say, yes. I said, well, let me give you a tip. <laughs> and said, if you want to blend in, here's what you do. I, it's like,
0: a nice, I like how you frame it.
1: it. Get out of it's my it's way. a good way to
0: frame it, you know? Instead of saying like, hey, you're, you're on the wrong side, get out of the way. You say, hey, if you want to blend in, because you know people yeah. always want to blend in don't they
1: exactly exactly
0: <laughs> smart moves
1: so um so yeah continuing down down the safety path here another thing that we did in our home is to install keypad locks um we have one on the front door and i have to say it's that one hasn't worked quite as well as i would hope we, so we're still using keys primarily with people because i find that some people have trouble uh inputting the codes but what the front door lock does do is tell me, tells me on an app on my phone when people have gone in and out. So it's, I can monitor traffic, you know, did people really leave when they were saying they were going to leave or, you know, say I'm out for the night, you know, why is the door open and closed 20 times? You know, do they have people over? So it's just a, it's a tool to kind of keep track of what's happening with your property. And then the most important thing for me was putting keypad locks on all of our bedroom doors. Like I said, I have children in the house, their rooms are hundred percent off limits. And so at night, their doors are locked. You know, they have the codes so that they can get in. I can obviously get into all of the doors in the house, but it makes it impossible for anyone to access uh, any of the bedrooms. So we keep the bedrooms locked. If we're home, they're generally unlocked unless we're sleeping. But if we're out at all, then we just keep all of those locked. And that also provides us a place where we can keep valuables You know, I made some adjustments in where I store things, but not a whole lot. You know, I I no longer leave my checkbook by the computer. You know, I keep it in my purse now. And, you know, the computer is, I make sure that it's locked when when we leave. And we don't leave iPads sitting around and this and that. But I really don't worry very much about theft because we're in the home. People have contact with you and they see you and they know you're around. And so I think some of the problems that people run into, When they're renting a separate unit is, you know, we kind of avoid those because they know you're there and they're respectful of it. And if there's anything happening, you can kind of see that right away. So, you know, not only have we not had people take anything, we've had people leave us multiple gifts, which has, has been really nice. So we've, you know, we've let people keep their car in our driveway while they, you know, they came for flight. We had this young couple, we let them leave their car in our driveway for a week which costs us absolutely nothing, but they went to Puerto Rico and they came back with gifts for us, which was a really nice thing. So, you know, we've had guests from Montreal, which is where I went to university. They found that out and they brought me like special treats from Montreal, which was really sweet. So, you know, I think people are generally good and I really don't worry about people taking things. I mean, what are they going to take from my, from my kitchen and my living room? (laughs)
0: yeah exactly that's what i was thought as well i mean i don't really have anything that's that valuable I mean, i don't know my tv is kind of big i don't know if you really want to bring that on the plane and take it back home yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: good luck getting my tv out <laughs> exactly awesome um are there any other important things that you want to mention as we're getting towards the final part of the episode
1: um i I think just the last thought would be about doing this when you have kids in the house, and it's it's a different challenge because and it would you know deciding whether or not to do it might be based on the age of your children. um you know, if I had young infants who were napping, this might not be a good solution, but I have a fourteen year old and an eleven year old and so in doing it, it was important to get their buy-in and make sure that they were okay with this and that they liked this idea. Um, and initially, they were very enthusiastic. Like I said, the youngest one loves to check the guest book. And they like interacting with the guests. We ha- get people from all over the world, and I find that the boys ask them really interesting questions and and learn stuff. And conversely, these international guests have told us that they love, staying with an American family, that they've only ever seen American families on television. And it's nice to see what a real American family uh, lives like. So it's just important to have the kids buy in. In our case, the children gave up the bathroom that had been theirs, and we now devote that to the Airbnb. So that was sort of a sacrifice that they had to make. and But they understood that conversely, they get advantages. Like this is extra bonus money, you know, so we just took a trip to Colombia and this summer we'll be going to Germany and Czech Republic. And those are things that Airbnb helps to make possible. So, you know, I, one of my older son, about a month ago, started pushing back a little bit. And he's like, you know, I don't want to do this. This is too much. And so we sat down and had a conversation about it. I said, oh, well, what are your concerns? Like what specifically is bothering you and he particularly liked to complain about the giving up of the bathroom. And we sat down and had a conversation and at the end of it he said, "You know, mom, mostly I just like to complain about giving up the bathroom. It doesn't actually bother me." <laughs> so, <laughs> we we reached an agreement. We find "Okay, it's fine." But I do try to build in breaks and block certain dates just so that it's not constant and overwhelming. Um, but certainly any day that we put out there gets booked. So that's nice. So it's just trying to balance it and make sure that it, it's working for your family. And if, if you're trying to decide whether to, or not to jump into this, you have to remember it's it doesn't have to be forever. If you try it and you don't like it, you can stop. Or you can initially, you might tr- float a trial balloon and just open it up for a month first and determine whether or not there's any interest in your property, whether there's any market for it, and From there, you might say, oh, yeah, there was good demand. Let's give this a try. Or you might say, well, I'm not, this doesn't really seem to be catching on. You know, maybe we should try something different. So nothing is permanent. You can figure out what works. And if it doesn't work for you, you can do something else entirely.
0: That's great advice. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining the show. I think you've provided some really valuable information. I've definitely learned a few things. You mentioned a few things that I literally had never thought about. So I'm very grateful that you took the time to be on the podcast. And I wish you all the luck with your Airbnb listing and congratulations for for achieving what you've achieved.
1: Thank you so much, Jasper, and I have to credit you with a lot of the success. I've got a lot of great information from you that made it all that much easier. So thank you.
0: That's great to hear. Thank you very much. And for the listeners out there, thank you for listening. And of course, we'll see you next time on Monday or Friday. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get